Hello and welcome to the first episode of Campus Chat, JamiJournal.com's podcast. Today we will be talking about the Justice Verma Committee report that was recently released. Introduce our topic, let me just tell you a little about the committee. Justice Verma Committee was formed to recommend amendments to the criminal law to provide for quicker trial and enhance punishment for criminals accused of committing sexual assault against women. The committee submitted its report on January the 23rd. And today on our panel, we have three guests who will be talking to us about this topic. First, let me introduce our panelists. We have Manzar Imam. Manzar Imam is a MPhil student in the Academy of International Studies. He is also a staff writer at Jammy Journal. Then we have Samreen Mushtaq. Samreen Mushtaq is a final year's MA student in the Department of Political Science. And she is also a staff writer with Jammy Journal. And then we have Nithya, who is also a final year student, MA final year student in the Department of Political Science and a staff writer for jammyjournal.com. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, as uh, you are all aware, that uh, the Justice Verma report was released recently mm -hmm. and uh, it has been in the news. People have been either praising it or criticizing it. Okay, the first, uh, when, before we uh, get your opinions on the report, let me just talk about what this report is about and how it uh, was, uh, why it was written. On the 24th of December last year, uh, faced with an escalating public protest, in the wake of the Delhi bus gang rape, the Home Minister Sushil Kumar Shinde announced the formation of a three-member three committee headed by a former Chief Justice of India, uh, Justice Verma, in which uh, the, home, the, the mandate of the report was to suggest ways for improving safety and security of women in India. And also an included part was to uh, develop stricter rape laws. Basically, the idea was to look into this uh, into this culture of sexual violence in India and make some recommendations to the government where they could uh, take some initiative, take some uh, action in curbing this uh, menace. Okay, and the people have when the when the report came out, people said. And I, I quote here a firstpost.com article by, I don't have his name. Anyway, the article is titled, No Silver Bullet, Verma's Gender Bender is Project 2030, in which he said that the Justice Verma report is a recipe for total revolution. revolution. What is being demanded in the name of women's right is actually applicable to every member of the Indian society. The Anna Hazari anti-corruption agitation, he says, was a sideshow compared to what the report is recommending. And a few salient points of the recommendation are that the report has uh, recommended there should be a, a complete overhaul of the police system. There should be huge investments in the legal infrastructure and massive investments in gender sensitization mm -hmm. of schools and even parents and elders. And yes, it was also would make rape and sexual harassment and assaults expensive for all violators. Mm -hmm. And other recommendations were, were to have electoral reforms in which 
those reforms would filter out sexual offenders from even uh, contesting an election. A reduction, it also recommends a reduction in politicians' influence over police, over the police, a higher accountability in the police force for the wrongs committed by their junior officers. What they're basically saying is that junior officers, uh, the senior officers will also be held responsible for what the juniors, uh, junior officers do under their command. So that's a, uh, that is considered to be a very uh, radical uh, suggestion. And uh, those are the main uh, <coughs> suggestions, recommendations yes. they've made. Oh, and as compared, and as in regard to uh, laws, what they've recommended is that the minimum uh, sentence for rape should be uh, should be increased from seven to ten years. Yeah. And if an assault, a sexual assault, results in a vegetative state, a minimum sentence should carry of twenty years that could go to life imprisonment. And here, life imprisonment means for the uh, duration of their natural life. These are the recommendations they made on the law. But what is important here to notice is that they paid less attention on the laws because what the report has said that the laws are adequate. What you need is more of implementation. What lacks is implementation in the system and not the laws itself. And that is why the, the report is so heavily critical of the culture of the society. Basically, it has taken up, taken on the, the patriarchal practices that exist in society. Okay. So, I, I will first begin with uh, uh, Manzar. Manzar, what do you think about this report? How do you view this uh, report by Jess uh, Parma? Hi, uh, first of all, uh, I have not gone through the entire report, but whatever points I am able to gather from it, uh, the first two things about the report is that this is one of perhaps first reports in India which has come up with the suggestions and uh, uh, you know words of implementation in terms of laws which are which were not being implemented uh, despite uh, laws being uh, in adequate numbers there this report has come out with uh, in less than one month's time so mm. this in that sense is a very good step mm. and more than that, one more thing which is uh, very good uh, on the, uh, you know, on the, uh, against the backdrop of this entire rep report uh, is the movement of the youngsters, of the youth, who actually join uh, in protest against, uh, you know, uh, the crimes of women or uh, crimes, uh, gender-based crimes in India. Uh, for example, earlier we had one mass movement called the Anna Hazare movement which was not as, as much successful or which did not drive as many youngsters as uh, this one episode has done. So in that sense it, 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 it conveys a lot of messages, has a lot of you know uh, positivism uh, in that sense. Uh, as far as the report is concerned as you say that there are no, no dearth of laws uh, which are already available uh, with us but the problem is of implementation so i think when we talk about implementation of laws we have to 
see and we have to understand who are the people who are responsible to implement laws we are talking or the report talks about police reforms and the report also has a mention of the you know uh, police reforms and also it talks about afspa report which is uh, in manipur and kashmir uh, so we talk about these things it's well good you're talking about uh, something which which makes sense but why are we not talking or why the report is silent about judicial reform when 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 laws are there when why those laws are laws are not being implemented who is responsible for them why the judges uh, uh, the lawyers are not as strict uh, what 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 motivates them or what drives them to you know you know dilly dally the cases uh, and protect yes. pro uh, you know make them they take so such a long time how could a report come within uh, within a month hmm. while well, earlier there were a lot of reports which are a lot of cases which are pending have not been you know decided uh. so uh, i think the judiciary has to take the responsibility also i'm going to interrupt you and and actually point to what you are saying that others have also made this criticism ke is report ke andar the report has criticized everybody the executive the police the um the other branches of the government lekin ek branch miss ho rahi hai which is very obvious is the judicial branch and look at it just because it is being held by chief justice they have criticized everybody except themselves so that is one major criticism is report ke that the judiciary has somehow been left out of the criticism matlab har cheez mein reform ki zarurat hai electoral reforms hai police reforms hai but there is no need for any judicial reforms and apparently in in their view everything is fine judiciary problem har bahar hai judiciary ko problem nahi hai so i understand what you're saying here all right let me move on to our next uh, uh, guest here uh samreen how do you see this uh, report what do you what do you say about this report ke bare mein first and foremost what is commendable about the report is that suggestions were asked from the common people of the country yes yes and by 5th january i read uh, there were more than 80000 suggestions that came in from 80, people 80000 yes oh, wow. which is a very big number hmm. you know which shows you how enthusiastic people were in having a report you know which would genuinely address the problems and give hmm. uh, you know good solutions hmm. and uh, the other thing i would say is the fact that it has gotten you know the army personnel within its uh, within the ambit it wants afspa reviewed so that even those who enjoy impunity under the law are you know tried for uh, sexual assault cases under the ordinary criminal law which is a very good thing but then it depends on how much this is reviewed and how much of it is actually taken seriously uh, one thing that i'd like to point out here is that now that this committee has uh, submitted its report uh, <coughs> there will be standing committees and sub committees that will actually review this so okay. one actually questions whether this was just a time delaying report mm. till people actually forget about mm. what they were protesting against mm. so that could be one question uh, which your point is i mean the government came up with this set up this committee just to diffuse the anger that was a pass, i mean on the street that could be one thing because okay. now it would be reviewed by committees and sub committees and who uh, knows how much time they'll take 
I see, I see. Okay, that's that's very good. And uh, now we'll uh, move on to our next uh, uh, speak uh, guest, Nithya. What do you think about this report? Uh, first of all, I would say that the Justice uh, Verma report is uh, rational hmm. because the whole nation was fired about fired up about the whole uh, the recent uh, Delhi gang rape incident, hmm. but. The good thing about it is that uh, the the members on the panel they did not uh, flow in the emotion or they they were not um, uh, emotionally driven to you know the, the way the, the reason they gave for uh, denying a death penalty for the uh, uh, rapist. Uh, one of the things I would say is okay. One of the things that I find um, very important and very significant actually is. Uh, the report recommends doing away with the two-finger test for the rape victim. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, so because um, obviously it says uh, an intact hymen is not uh, a proof of not being raped or uh, let's say if the hymen is broken, it, it doesn't mean that uh, the reason could be anything. It doesn't mean that the victim has had previous sexual uh, hmm. relations with anybody. So what the report says is that uh, the victims sexual past would not in any way be uh, brought up in okay. the uh, judi in the whole process I see. so that's something it, uh, the report says is illegal and should not be done I see. okay and the second thing is um, it also says that marital rape should be considered rape because otherwise uh, in the Indian uh, in the Indian law marital rape is not considered rape I mean the husband can have sex with his wife whenever he feels like Okay, and secondly, it has not even spared the Kapan Chayat. Hmm. Okay, so um, it says that a person, if you if you uh, curb somebody's right to marry as per his or her wish, that is in a way violation of that person's basic rights. Okay, so it has a whole section on Kapan Chayat. Okay, and again, as uh, it has a whole section on child abuse also as well. All right, uh, thank you, Nithya. You know. For me, the most significant part, I mean, when I went over the, over the abstract, over the summary of the report, is I did not expect the report to be so comprehensive. Mm -hmm. Because the report is taking, I mean, is looking to so many other aspects of the society. Mm -hmm. We thought they would be very direct and very focused on the rape itself and make some suggestions on police reform or things like they did mention is like more... Uh, uh, there should be more lights on the street, mm. things like that. I did not think that they would go into aspects like marriage, okay? Because they even talk about, I mean, the reason they take on uh, the Kahapanchas is because they say, mm. okay, uh, consent of the two who are getting married is what is vital, is critical, and everything else is irrelevant, and that is why they uh, speak against the Kapanchayat. And then they talk about AFSPA. Nobody thought they would actually look mm, into exactly. other laws that deal with. Uh, with I mean, what they're looking into is not just the patriarchal impunity that is exists in our society, but also the impunity that the state has through right. laws like AFSPA in India. Right. So that is something very significant. All right. I mean, people have criticized this uh, report, and uh, let me just uh, refer to an article again. The article I was referring to uh, earlier, the first post article, and uh, this author lists a few criticisms. And the first criticism is, according to him, he says 
the language of the report and the deep inferences and quotations are drawn from sociologists, international studies and global jurisprudence. This is a clear indication that social activists had an influence on creating this report. So what he's saying is there is a disproportionate influence in the composition of the report. Somehow social activists were a very big influence. But in, in, in response to this criticism, <coughs> how is that an issue? How is that, How is that a bad exactly. thing? And I mean, also, out of the 80,000 recommendations uh, that the just, uh, Varma Committee uh, uh, looked into, most of those recommendations were from women's organizations. Uh, okay, So obviously, they are in a way social activists, exactly. and they are the people who are going to speak for uh, women in general. Exactly. So what's wrong in that? Uh, exactly. I mean, and who else, if not the NGOs who are actually working to curb this uh, at the grassroots? Mm -hmm. And not just that, I mean, He's saying that the, there is a lot of uh, influence, uh, a lot of reference to sociologists, what international studies, and basically academic uh, literature that exists. I mean, if a report will not hmm. refer to academic literature, what, what will they? Is? So this criticism is actually not should not be a criticism. It should be hmm. uh, uh, should be seen as something positive, not negative. Hmm. All right. Let me uh, move on to the next uh, criticism. He says the magistral nature of the work makes it a great approach document. But there is a huge disconnect between what it prescribes and what current Indian social reality is. The intellectual and the ethical underpinnings of this report are ultra-urban in character and makes no allowances for the actual state of Indian society in transformation at multiple levels. This I don't even understand. How is the ultra-urban character of the reports, I mean... No, I don't think so. That's I don't know what he's trying to say here. I, think she, uh, I don't think it should be criticized in that way because uh -huh. things are discussed on an urban platform. Mostly uh -huh. it happens uh -huh. because people who don't have access to education, who don't have access uh, to platforms where they can vo raise their voices, at least there should be people uh, uh, who have the accessibility and availability of those platforms and ports where they can mm. use their voices and when they, where they can actually raise their voices <laughs> against injustices done mm. within any pocket or any you know region or any area of the society of the entire country mm. they should take lead in that so if it is ultra urban mm. if they mean to say that this is being done in an urban atmosphere mm. I, I don't think it should be criticized in that way mm. and they have uh, taken uh, a no. look into the as members of society the people uh, people who are living in uh, urban centers uh. they 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 have a responsibility uh. i think they have a larger responsibility because they represent rural india as well as urban india uh. So and it's like uh, this person is again trying to divide India on the lines of Bharat mm, and right. India. Bharat oh, and India. Yeah. Plus, uh, they approached uh, uh, the survivors of rape too. So you mm. know, how could this right. be ultra urban right. when they got first and uh, you know accounts of rape survivors? They wouldn't have chosen from urban backgrounds alone. Hmm. Mm. And also, I um, I read an interview by Gopal, interview of Gopal Subramanian, one of the members on the uh, committee. Uh. He had said that the committee had looked deeply into the rural cases. I see. Okay, and the report also mentions some of the rural, oh. most of the exactly. rural cases actually. So I don't think that's the issue. I mean, and as far as social reality is concerned, hmm. 
it it does talk about social reality i mean you have to talk about it you have to criticize the society we live in mm. and only then can you actually i mean come on it's not that it's uh, the report is oblivious to what uh, mm. how the society is mm. it, it does talk about uh, so called leave teasing mm. okay it talks about stalking and mm. it talks about harsher punishments for uh, exactly. uh, stalking or leave teasing or it even talks about acid attacks uh-huh. so it has it's it's a very comprehensive report mm. i don't think so it can be criticized on these mm. uh, and so gender based issues are a social reality whether we uh. call it an urban social reality mm. or a rural so- social mm. reality exactly. but it's a social reality mm. so and it has actually um, defined rape in a gender a specific, specific way exactly. okay mm-hmm. so here he, uh, the report just talks about uh, rape of a woman mm. i guess and obviously mm. the in i guess in child abuse where it talks about child abuse it does talk about child uh, the other sex as well but mm. spe- here it has uh, defined it in a gender specific way mm-hmm. so it's that's the thing yes. all right last but not least uh, we've already talked about this he says the committee has a blind spot for the judiciary mm. which is not mm. surprising since two of its three members are former judges right. while politicians and police come under harsh scrutiny the committee has done little to excoriate the uh, judiciary which has been an accessory in crimes against women by delaying verdicts and adopting gender insensitive attitudes while politicians can be barred and policemen sacked for not doing their jobs nothing will happen to judges who delay justice beyond an exhortation to the judiciary to step in to discharge discharge the constitutional mandate of enforcing fundamental rights and implementations of the rule of law the judiciary has been treated with kid gloves and this is i think a very genuine. justified and a very genuine criticism mm-hmm. uh, nobody would i uh, think uh, counteract i mean have a counter argument against this and uh, you know, but uh, there is something that i would say the uh, report actually missed out on huh. it's the conditions of sex workers in india okay uh, it talks yeah, about kapanchayat right. it talks uh. about marital rape what it does not uh. talk about is uh, the plight of sex workers or let's say their rights so or their conditions uh. as such so you know i think as far as i think is the thing is they could not talk about sex workers is because it's not an a legal it's, it's occupation it's not a legal occupation right and if they were to talk about it they would be they giving would have to a, it would be a recognition of right, the profession right. so they don't even want to recognize it so that is why they don't even I, I, that's what my uh, thinking is with it does talk about trafficking it it, huh. it does talk about trafficking uh-huh. yes you're right it, do, it does talk about trafficking prostitution as a profession uh-huh. uh, is as a business uh, is illegal in india uh, okay but red light areas uh, in the country are licenses are issued to them hey how can prostitution be? is illegal uh, in yes. india but there are red light areas where the police does not i mean it, uh, it obviously it lets them uh, function over there that's the same but they uh, they operate outside the uh, legal framework so, you know, there's no mm-hmm, legal mm-hmm, recognition mm-hmm. for it. But, but then it, uh, that makes the conditions of the women worse. Ha it does it does. They basically are just uh, overlooking that aspect mm-hmm. that is yet yeah, true. But uh, in the end uh, this uh, article says although it is a very good report mm. what he is 
unoptimistic about is is that it will not be implemented now it is a good road map he says for 2030 okay if you, if this is what you want to achieve in the next 20 years mm. 2030 years there is a very good report but nothing can be done about it now it needs more than just a few changes in the law or actions he says by a few members of the state or the police what it requires is action from all of us but the question is are we all ready for the challenge okay with that i would like to thank you all for listening and if you wish to add to the conversation you can uh, write to us at editor@jamijournal.com and until next time this is your host khalis jalil signing off